Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert, how are you? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, just finished watching the football, uh, May United beat PSG 2-1, a goal in the 88th minute from Rashford, which was very good. Um, just, I did the, like, the first half of the podcast and then uh, you messaged me, so I'm going to do the rest afterwards, afterwards which is fine. Um... Other than that, I've been, uh, yeah, been alright, been alright this week so far, um, still early in the week, you know, but, uh, yeah, been alright, what have you been playing recently? Uh, well, I've been still continuing with, uh, Seven Days to Die, um, it's, it's, it's a very enjoyable, very mellow, low-key kind of, you know, zombie survival, it's not really zombie survival in the sense of, you know, um, left for dead 2 or anything like that it's more of like a hybrid between minecraft and uh, state of decay uh downloaded i can fall i was curious about that i'd heard it on a couple other podcasts uh you're pretty standard paint by numbers rpg the only real thing of note is that in order to trigger a safe state you have to go pet a kitty okay and that's that's, that's literally it. it's like there's a there's cats in random parts of the map and if you pet it you refresh your hit points there is no spell points and it lets you save hmm. cool interesting little uh mechanic there yeah 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 um cool what else have you been playing uh i literally just got my switch today it's on right here next to me charging i haven't had a chance to do anything except turn it on and get all the settings done. I haven't even gotten around to creating a uh, Nintendo account yet, so I got to do that once we're finished. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got Animal Crossing set up. I got well, I got the cartridge right here. I got the memory card and the Switch, and then once we Don't get done with that. <laughs> nope. I uh, <laughs> not gonna look at that it. I've never yeah. understood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, if yeah, you if you put done. if you touch it and then put your hands on something that's then gonna go in your mouth, like a piece of food or a drink or whatever. Uh, you'll still taste it, so um, yeah, not uh, not awful, awful, but uh, not particularly great thing either. So I remember when uh, the Switch came out and Alana Pierce did a video, um, just just testing like what it would taste like, and she just sort of licked like the 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 tip of the the sort of corner of it, and um, even that was was pretty bad. So I I understand it's something to do with like so that children don't put the Switch cartridges in their mouth or whatever, because your kids can obviously play. Switch games yeah. and stuff, so I, I um, heard it was something to do with that, which is kind of smart, I guess, but uh, yeah, anyway, don't lick your uh, Switch cartridges, so uh, you excited yeah. about that though, new new console or hybrid console? I'm excited to try it, I mean, I've been wanting to try it for a while, um, and I finally just broke down and did it like I was telling you the other day, um, it just popped up randomly on my Amazon feed as being back in stock, so I figured why the hell not, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And as for licking it, I think that might be the only good thing to come out of 2020 is better hygiene standards. Um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's about it. So what, what have you got for it? Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing. Okay. Cool. I figure if I enjoy it enough to warrant buying more cartridges, I'll probably at a minimum pick up Breath of the Wild on a Black Friday sale or a Cyber Monday sale right. if it's a good enough deal or if they have something. Mm. Uh, I'd honestly have to go through the Switch game library to see if there's anything that I'd actually want to play past uh, Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But on the upshot, my uh, Johnny Silverhand uh, Pop uh, Funko Pop showed up today too, so I've got that right next to me as well. Cool. Getting some gifts. It's nice. Um, little early for Christmas, but uh, yeah, still pretty good. So I still haven't got my Ellie statue. I did get an email. I think about a month or so ago that said like hey we kn- we still know that you ordered this thing we don't know when it's arriving yet so I don't know I'm not going to cancel my order or anything I'm still going to keep the order um, just sort of pending so um, yeah looking forward to that whenever that happens I still haven't found the uh, Crash Bandicoot figure either so um, that's a bit of a bit of a shame but uh, yeah I, I still think Breath of the Wild is the best game on the Switch I think Mario Odyssey is very very good but it just doesn't do the same thing that uh, Breath of the Wild does. Other than that, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong sorry, um, Tropical Freeze is quite good. Never did finish it. Um, and Fortnite is pretty much the only game that I've got on the Switch. What's the other thing that I finished on the Switch? Um, I think I've only done two reviews for Switch games, which is Mario Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't, I don't remember reviewing anything else for Switch games. So there's some I don't know what exactly it is, but there's some like Mario Kart game to where you actually can crawl a little RC car. Yeah, I, I wanna, but I don't I wanna know which get one that. that is. Yeah, it's the new um, AR sort of. I don't know the actual name of it, but yeah, that's out. I need to uh, hunt that down as well because that looks kind of interesting and cool. So uh, in terms of for me, I finished Crash Bandicoot Four. Um, it's about time. Just just brilliant from from top to bottom. Really, I really have very very few complaints about the game. Uh, I haven't sort of prepared myself to do the review yet. Uh, I'm going to do that all in good time. That That's the sort of review that I'm not just going to sort of jump on it and sort of record it. Uh, that's that's one that I really want to uh, be a little bit patient with and, and sort of get right and everything. Um, but yeah, just, just brilliant. It literally is the perfect example of how to take something from the 90s, keep the same core and the soul of what the whole game is, and implementing modern ideas, I can't. I can't think of how they could have specifically that part of the game. I can't think of how they could have done that better. Um, just like n- new um, masks, new types of boxes, uh, wall running, rail grinding, it just it fit into the game just so perfectly. And um, I just I loved it. I thought the ending was really good. I thought every single cutscene was very very good. And uh, just sort of smiled throughout most of them because they're just sort of charming and fun and funny and everything. Um, Final boss fight was really, really good. Um, thought what they did with the characters was really good. Thought that what they did with the um, like dimensional stuff in the game, because it's sort of like a multiverse game, was again just really, really good. Um, I think what, one other thing they do really well with the game is the implementation of the in, sorry the um, inclusion is a is a better word to use of uh, not the new playable characters, some new playable characters, some returning characters that are now playable, such as Cortex. Uh, Dingo Dial, um, Tawana, and Coco, um, I think, were implemented near enough perfectly. They're they're in the game just enough to where they don't overshadow Crash because it's still called Crash Bandicoot, um, so it's still supposed to be about him. Even though he's pretty much the only character in the game that doesn't talk, <laughs> which uh, leads to some very interesting cutscenes because um, like everyone else is kind of giving off dialogue and that, and he's just kind of giving these faces. And uh, again, it's just it's just brilliant. So as, as a as a return to form for Crash Bandicoot, um, I couldn't really be too much happier with it, which is which is great. I really just I know I've kind of said this before, but I really just felt the love and care from the developers, and um, I could just just sort of tell that it was there. There's like I said, I think I've said before, there, there's one thing just going and simply making a very, very 
uh, a very good video game. And then there's just like where there's just this little level of care and attention, uh, this extra level of that that's put into it. And um, yeah, so really, really, really good stuff. Really uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, on the other hand, I've got two things I'm not very happy with. Uh, Call of Duty had a little update um, a few weeks ago, and ever since then, the game's just been, I'll say inconsistently laggy. I can be sort of running around one corner, and it'll be fine. I'll go to shoot someone, it'll be fine. And then I'll go to turn around another corner, and I'll do... I don't know if you're familiar with the term rubber banding, to where like you run mm-hmm. forward in a map, and the game will pull you backwards, as if like a rubber band is pulling you backwards. And um, even my teammates who are, who are spectating me, they're like, Matt, you're really laggy. And I was like, yeah, there's just not a whole lot I can do about it. I don't think it's the actual internet, though, because I've been doing other stuff, like watching shows, using the Xbox, and, um, you know, uh, streaming football today and all that sort of stuff, and didn't have any problems with it. So I'm putting the blame on the game. Because sometimes it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Is it the service that you're using? Um, like, is it a particular website or, a you know, Netflix or whatever? Um, but no, I think it's I think it's the game because you know I watched a few episodes of The Expanse and other things, and it's n- none of them really had any problems. Um, and I said to my some of my teammates, I've got this just weird suspicion that the the new game um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is coming out next month, and although people haven't had as many bad problems with the game as me, there seems to be more sort of. Um, like sometimes you can finish a match right and it's either two two to six of you uh, maybe and you'll finish the game and you'll find yourself in a lobby on your own and the player will join back to you and they'll just say like oh the game just kicked me out because of the server stuff. It will still count the game as finished but what it's basically done is instead of returning you all to the same lobby that you're in as a party it just sort of kicks one or two people out um, because it's just got bad servers and stuff. Um, but just particularly uh, like today when I played some of it and uh, the last couple of days, it's just been really inconsistently laggy and it's just uh, it's almost just unplayable at certain points. I've been particularly just unhappy with that. Um, and as as I was going to say a minute ago, I got this sort of suspicion that they're slowly now. This I'm not trying to like make a conspiracy theory or or, or be you know weird or whatever. It's just very strange how everyone's kind of noticing the servers are getting worse. And I said to a couple of my teammates, do you think they're slowly making the servers worse so that when the new game comes out next month and they obviously switch all the server focus over to that game that to try to, to try sort of get you to buy the new game, which I think is, you know, pretty bad and stuff. Because I keep, I've kept saying to my teammates for months and months and months, when this new game comes out, there's no way they're going to update Warzone, update Call of Duty Modern Warfare and update... Um, Black Ops Cold War and keep all the servers, you know, as best as they can. There's, they're just not going to do that. Um, so I think that they're just going to slowly try and kill off uh, Modern Warfare. So uh, it's a bit of a shame, but you know, maybe in the if I go back to play it tomorrow or, or on Thursday or something, hopefully it'll be it'll be better. So I don't know. Any any particular thoughts on that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's. Uh, you got to figure at some point they're going to get rid of one of those, but you never really know when or at what time. So, mm. yeah. So, uh, they did have the Hol- Halloween update launched today. Uh, I haven't looked at any of it, so I can't tell you what's in there necessarily. Um, the other thing, the other thing that I have a problem with that happened today is uh, I was playing some FIFA career mode with Dad. We're in the the last season. It's the twenty. 
33 to 2034 season and uh, we were in the middle of playing a game we were I think we were 4-0 up it was like the 88th minute and uh, we thought okay we'll finish the game in a minute we'll get this win and then we'll go on to the next game um my xbox kept kicking it didn't close the game luckily you know you don't want to lose the game when you're 4-0 up and you're you, you're in the 88th minute you got two minutes left so it never it never quit the actual app of fifa it kept kicking me to the dashboard and it kept saying you need to be online to play this game and then it said some nonsense about like oh please go and set this as your home your, like your, your main xbox and i'd been disconnected from the internet but I shouldn't have to be connected to the internet at all to play career mode because it's an offline game. If I was playing Ultimate Team, which is the online version of uh, on the online part of FIFA, that would make sense. But um, it got to the point where I kept going to click on FIFA. It wouldn't even let me get in, into the game. So I had to basically disconnect it from the internet, um, reconnect to it. I had to put in the, like, literally put in the Wi-Fi password and everything again. And uh, go, we got back onto it eventually, and we we finished the games that we were playing. But it's just that was really, really quite irritating. And that's it's not happened before, so it's not like a constant problem. But what kept happening as well is it let us back into the game for like a minute, and then kept kicking me back to the dashboard and kept saying you need to be online to play this game, which is just incorrect because um, we were playing the offline career mode. So just that doesn't make any sense. Um, any it almost that? sounds like your Wi-Fi router is starting to fail. No, but why? Why would why would that kick me out of? It shouldn't kick me out of FIFA, for for that. Yeah, but if something happens to your internet, like if it was checking something, and then it it, it had to go to the internet to check that, and it got interrupted, it would kick you back to the main screen. I've had that happen a few times, when I've had like my uh, home internet, not my not my Wi-Fi router, um, but when the actual internet source has gone through like an update or a reset. Whatever I'm doing, it doesn't matter what I'm in, it'll kick me back to the main screen because I got signed out hmm. of uh, Xbox Live. Yeah, it, it signed me out as well. Um, but it should still... Yes, yeah, kick... so if you're getting signed out, then it's losing it, and it'll kick you back to the main screen. Hmm. It shouldn't do that, though, if I'm playing an offline game. It should just... Because literally all I need is a profile and save data, and the game installed on the hard drive. Um, so it still shouldn't do that. Really? Yeah, but that that's a FIFA thing. That might be that you have to have some sort of online functionality, even if you're playing career mode. It it might be some mandatory like online check. Hmm. But we've played. I, I have seen that with other games. We've played career mode before, and I've not been connected to the uh, EA servers because there's a little thing in the main menu for it. To, it says in the right top right corner, um, connect to EA servers, and I never bother to click on it because we don't actually need it to play the. Uh, game so um again just none none of that really makes any sense as to why it would kick me out i get what you i totally get what you're saying but that shouldn't apply to this situation so i don't know uh, a few frustrations but again uh, i finished a game that i really really liked as well so uh but i think that's enough of um all of that let's get into some housekeeping in a minute so we'll see you for that in just a second hey there i'm aaron holman host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today.
I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Fear the Walking Dead is still continuing uh, Season 6, Episode 2, so that's still... uh, going on as well it's on amc in the u.s and by the way i did put a video explaining this on twitter uh it's on amc uk which is a bt channel but if you don't have bt and you don't want to wait for the amazon box set which i'm not doing either of those things if you go on the microsoft store i'm assuming it's the same for the playstation store but i don't fully know if that's correct um but at least for the xbox on the microsoft store you can go and buy the season pass which gives you the episodes the next day after the u.s and uh, that's how I've been watching. That's how I've been watching that show pretty much since the start anyway. Uh, so if you're in the UK and you're wondering how you can weekly watch uh, Fear the Walking Dead without the silly BT TV stuff, uh, you can um, go and get the, the season pass on the Microsoft Store. Again, I'm assuming it's on the PlayStation Store, but I don't actually know that because I haven't checked. But uh, just check the store anyway. Uh, but Season 6, Episode 2 for Fear the Walking Dead... Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, Let's Play Sundays for Crash Bandicoot 4. I'm not sure which Let's Play that is, but that's one of the other ones. Uh, United Cast, May United did beat Newcastle 4-1 away from home. Really, really good goals from a couple of players. Another penalty scored. And uh, like I said, I'll be finishing off recording the uh, Manchester United vs PSG uh, 2-1 win uh, podcast after I'm done here with uh, Robert today. So look out for those and you can check out the... Uh, previous United cast episode for the Newcastle game we do play against Chelsea at half past five I think that's away at Stamford Bridge although I can't quite remember but half past five Saturday for the next Premier League game against Chelsea which should be pretty good um did a sort of you could kind of call it a reaction podcast in a way uh the BBC I'm sure you're familiar with this person I'm about to name Robert uh the BBC has commissioned a new drama not a documentary a drama 
about the life of Jimmy Savile. And I said that the BBC looked desperate as a result. And given the connection that Jimmy Savile's got with the BBC. Namely he worked for them. Um, it uh, just nothing really looks good or positive about that situation. Are you aware of uh, Jimmy Savile at all? No not in, uh, not a whole lot. I, I vaguely ish remember the name. But I'm losing the context of it. So Okay. Um, basically, he worked at BBC, and then he molested some children and did some other stuff, and uh, he's basically a paedophile. And so the BBC decided to, years later, granted, uh, commission a three-part drama about Jimmy Savile. So someone will also have to play the role of Jimmy Savile, because it won't be a documentary. So we will see how that all works out. Um, discovering Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery is back for its third season, that's available on CBS All Access in the US, and Netflix next day in the UK, so on the Friday, season 3, episode 1, there is 13 episodes for the season, and I'll be back each Friday to discuss the next one, um... Fear the Walking Dead 601 podcast came out. Uh, Walking Dead will be on, which is the other spin-off for The Walking Dead. Season 1, Episode 2. Me and David will be doing the Season 1, Episode 3 podcast tomorrow, so have a look out for that. Uh, Breaking Bad, Heisenberg podcast. Uh, sorry, Becoming Heisenberg for Breaking Bad podcast is out. Season 1, Episode 6. The uh, Season Finale podcast, Season 1, Episode 7, will be getting released tomorrow, so look out for that as well. Uh, and lastly, on Gaming Talk last week, we talked about Spider-Man being recast for the PS5 remaster of the PS4 uh, video games and backwards compatibility stuff for PS5 and uh, other things as well. So check that out. Check all that out on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first this week? Uh, I went first last week, so you go ahead and go first this week. Cool. Um, so one of the things we've got to talk about today is there's some games that have gone gold, if you're not familiar with that term. That essentially means that although the game, these games are not currently out yet, it means that development has finished for them, and uh, they will be getting released on their current scheduled release dates. So the three games that have recently gone gold in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Godfall, which I believe is the Gearbox developed. Uh, second party or third party exclusive for PlayStation 5. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the upcoming next entry in Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft. And of course Insomniac Games, uh, upcoming Spider-Man Miles Morales have all gone gold. Uh, all of which are available on PlayStation. Of course, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be on Xbox as well, whether it be 1X, Series X, Series S, 1S, or whatever else they come out with next. Um, yeah, Godfall for PlayStation 5, Spider-Man Miles Morales for PS5, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, both for PS5 and whatever Xbox console you've got, assuming it's at least Xbox One. Um, any thoughts on these three games going gold? Which one are you looking forward to most, etc., etc.? Uh... I don't really have any of them pre-ordered, uh, so I can't really say too much about them being, you know, super super excited. I think anybody that's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that my focus is pretty much on Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. and we're getting a ton of info on that release over the course of the next month. Um, 
But yeah, gold, I mean, it's always good when something that you've been wanting for a while is officially finished and can officially come out. So we'll just have to see how these games stack up in review once they do come out. Yeah, yeah. I still remember watching the video in June of uh, Neil Druckmann saying that Last of Us 2 had gone gold. And uh, it's just a nice moment, really. Something that um, you're looking forward to that's been worked on by a developer has uh, finished. So, um, yeah pretty good i think all these three games come out in november don't they um mm-hmm. I'm not everything sure. comes out in november by now yeah, so everything comes out in november um we're, on, we're po- over halfway through october so it won't be too long until this stuff starts coming out so um that should be pretty good uh what do you think of godfall so far i don't think i've really talked about it that much on this on this podcast uh, i mean i've i've seen it i've seen some gameplay of it but it's just not really jumping out at me and saying play me play me play me mm. yeah um, I think the combat looks a little strange for it. Not particularly bad, just a bit different, strange, not quite normal. Um, I don't know, maybe that's the particular style that that, uh, that they're going for. Um, but I'll see what it's like once some reviews come out and stuff. I think that they've said that you'll need PS Plus to play that, um, as What's well. an online game, isn't it, though? I think so, yeah. Um, we, we've seen some, we haven't really seen much of it's like story and stuff explained we've just seen a bunch of gameplay from from what i remember so um we'll see what happens when that comes out next month uh, assassin's creed valhalla i know this sounds kind of strange the one thing i'm looking forward to just with that game is just the fact that the the uh one hit assassination kill is back because that was just ridiculous in the last two games uh, and i know i've said this a bunch of times but the fact that on i think both origins and odyssey if you weren't like higher level enough and you assassinated someone but you couldn't fully kill them you'd like stab them in the neck for an assassination but it would just damage them it was it was pretty now that i think about it and the more and more i think about it the more stupid that is um because it's just i don't know even even call of duty has got like executions that you can do so um Mm -hmm. yeah it's just that was just a little bit silly but uh, that's the one thing that's kind of i know that might seem like a really simple thing but that really is kind of a game changer for assassin's creed um or it was when they reverse that decision uh you could still assassinate enemies in origins and odyssey but you would have to basically be it, it, there'll be level gating in there basically and you'd have to be um either a higher level than the enemy or the same level as the enemy or something stupid like that so um that'd be pretty cool um i have no thoughts really on the whole viking angle for it that might be quite good i don't really know um vikings I, i'm i'm neutral on vikings if something's got vikings in it I'm not going to say yes or no necessarily, just just based on that particularly. Um, like for, for example, right, if something if something's got zombies in it, I'm very likely to say yes. If something's got vampires in it, I'm quite like that. I'm quite likely to say no. But with things like Vikings or whatever, it, it it depends what else is included in there. And in this case, it's the Assassin's Creed as well. Uh, Spider Man, quite looking forward to. I'm just going to get the. Um, normal version of spider-man miles and miles i'm not going to get like the remastered deluxe edition included or whatever they're, they're, they're sort of doing with that so um i'm just going to get the normal spider-man um miles and miles game and uh kind of just go from there so uh yeah all those games will be coming out at some point in november i think godfall is a ps5 launch title so that will be november 12th won't it so mm-hmm. uh, I think Spider-Man's the same as well. So November twelfth, and um, is Assassin's Creed the same date as well? 
I can't. It's like eleventh or twelfth. It's about yeah. in that area. Yeah. So all these three games are going to be coming out at the same time. So I look forward to that. Um, one really big piece of news that we got, and uh, it was like a ten-minute video released from PlayStation, not a live stream, just a video released on their YouTube channel. Uh, we finally seen the PlayStation 5's UI, which looks similar in some areas, but definitely has some different features. Um, did you manage to see the video that they put out? Yeah, I rewatched it today just so I could have it fresh in my mind. I mean, it looks, it doesn't look bad. I'm not going to say it looks bad. It's just, it's, it looks generic. I mean, I'm going to, mm. you know, it's, I'm so used to the tiles on the Xbox that it's more like, like a softer version of the Xbox tiles system. I mean, they're, they're implementing some new features, which is kind of cool. The whole trophy tracker thing. I mean, the Xbox implemented that like three years ago and people used it for a hot minute and then just forgot about it. Now they don't have the tip thing. So that in game tip thing, you know, if you're like a hardcore trophy hunter, I can see that as having a use, but mm. that's going to be what? 10, maybe 15% of yeah. the user base. Um, the, uh, adapter for, uh, PSVR, that's going to be interesting to see how they implement that because they still haven't said anything on that, which I know has nothing to do with the UI, but that's still part of the console that's coming out in a month and we barely know everything about it. Mm-hmm. If it's... Because it's a free adapter you can get, isn't it, for your current PlayStation camera? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that brings me to my first question. So you've got the PlayStation camera at the moment, the one that works with the PS4. They are releasing a camera with the ps5 i'm guessing you just can't use that then with vr because they've been saying about this free adapter for the psvr camera so would you yeah i don't think the camera comes with i think for the ps5 camera i think you have to buy that separate okay um yeah i mean i remember when they went from the xbox one to the one s it didn't have the connect port um, and it was a USB adapter because it wasn't yeah. drawing that much power for that uh, peripheral. Mm-hmm. And the way that it worked on the Microsoft end is that you had to have the serial number for your Xbox One registered on your Microsoft account. And then you had to have the uh, serial number for your One S registered on your account. And then you could go in, fill out a form, and request the free USB adapter. Otherwise, it was like 20 bucks or something on the store. Um I'm not familiar enough with the uh, PlayStation camera uh, to know, you know, what's going on with any of that. Although, like a lot of people, I do suspect that that front USB-C port on the front of the PS5 is going to be for VR2. It kind of has to be. That's to charge your controller, isn't it? To charge the controller, to uh, power the devices for the VR, things like that. Mm -hmm. Because there's no other reason to put a Type-C adapter or Type-C port on the front, unless you're using it for that, because pretty much everything uses the standard USB port outside of um, Android phones. Um, The Switch is a Type-C charger. Yeah. Uh, But, like, in general, computer peripherals, it's almost always a USB standard. So, like, the microphone I'm talking on now, uh, the mouse, when I need to charge it, it's that. Uh, The keyboard that's plugged in, it's that. The speakers, the power... I mean, obviously the uh, the aux jack goes into the sound card, but the power is USB, so there's that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This it would be useful if, like, when you go to buy a PS5, if they just 
shipped it with the free adapter. I mean, is it that much hassle to just put a little... I'm, I'm assuming this thing's like a little USB stick, so just stick it in the box. It depends, like, really, on the size of, of the adapter. I, like I said, I'm not familiar at all with PSVR. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. Um, are there different versions of it? Are there different powering options of it? Um, yeah, that's just... Those are things I don't know, so I can't really answer that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the PS5 UI was revealed. Um, so, yeah, they have these activity cards where you can see, like, what your friends have been doing and sort of recent activity and, like, the newest screenshot that you've taken. Um, I don't know that I'll use that that much, and it looked kind of bulky to mm -hmm. me as well. Um, it, was, it was funny because as soon as he... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name who was doing the video, but um, you know he he went into the PS5 menu and he's like, oh, we got Sackboy in there, and you could see it in the background, uh, the new Little Big Planet game, and uh, he was like, oh, we can go straight into quick resume, and I was sort of thinking like, okay, where are you, what are you clicking on for that? Because he he didn't click on the game because like when you go to resume a game now, whether it's on Xbox or Switch or PlayStation, you just click on it, it opens it up as if it's an app that's still just open. And then it goes straight back into that. Um, I don't know if he he just pressed back or or something, um, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It just seemed a, bit, a little bit bulky, a little bit in the way. Maybe you can sort of change some of it. I'm assuming it will be more tailored to your sort of gaming habits. Like if you're more of a single player person, you're not necessarily going to see like okay, this person's playing Destiny right now, and that doesn't that you you don't need that maybe. Um, I wonder if you can kind of change that to where, like, let's say you watch an episode of something on Netflix and then you want to switch to Spider-Man. Maybe those will be the two cards that are there or something. So, like, you you kind of... I just think it would be helpful if you turn that into sort of recent activity um, and, and kind of go from there with it. What do you, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, that's it. the way that it kind of is with uh, on the Xbox platform is you'll have like the last four or five tiles of yeah. different things that you've done, regardless if it's like a multimedia or a game. Um, past that, um, friends activity, I don't know. I have all that stuff turned off, so mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a function or not. Um, it's just, like I said, th those annoy me so much, so I tend to turn those things off. Mm -hmm. but yeah if you can turn that into like a recent sort of tab that might be quite useful because i agree with what with what you said when you go back to the xbox dashboard and it's got the thing that you're on now so that it'll be on the left and then like the next four items are the, the four most recent things you've done so whether it be settings or i don't know youtube netflix or whatever or, or a different game that you've played um that would be that would be quite good uh, he said that the um, yeah, progress tracker, which we've talked about, I'm not too bothered about that necessarily. Um, but because uh, for, for me, when it comes to collecting trophies in different games, it's pretty much going to be only the games that are sort of special at the moment. So things like maybe Spider-Man, Crash Bandicoot 4, Last of Us 2. I'm not going to go for the for platinum and things like I don't know Ghost of Tsushima or Call of Duty or some of the other games that I've got. Um, so plus for me at the moment if you know I've got very limited space on my PlayStation so if I'm done with the game I'm just going to uninstall it and there won't be any need for any trophy trackers for different games um it's not like I'm going to be switching between like five different games or something and then think okay that third game that I'm playing I'm I'm 60% into getting a trophy oh I might jump into that I don't think I'm going to be doing that necessarily um 
Because to, to me, if I go to, let's say I'm trying to get, you know, the Platinum in Crash 4 or something, I'll try and look at what the different Platinums are, or the different trophies, and then just specifically sort of seek those things out. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, but again, if they can turn the cards into, like, recent activity, I think that would be um, quite a good idea. So, plus, like, if I, one, one good use of that, because they did talk about, like, oh, here's the new screenshot that you've done. If I've just done like a Let's Play Sunday episode and hey this video clip that you've just captured because I do it directly off the PlayStation. It's you know right here you can just click on it and then share it straight to YouTube. That would be quite good because at the moment all I have to basically go is, do is go to uh, Capture Gallery or and then it's sorted by recent. I go to the most recent video and just put that onto YouTube. So uh, the PS Store is now better integrated as well because it's basically an app at the moment. Because what you sort of have to do is when you flick over to the PlayStation Store, wait until the whole picture of it loads. And at least that's what I do. And then you click on that, then it loads the PlayStation Store. Um, now it looks like it's just sort of gonna be there, I guess. Um, because in to, to be honest, the, the the thing that's probably the worst in the PlayStation ecosystem is PSN. I think, which includes the connectivity to the PlayStation Store, because the amount of times I've just tried to play, like, a one-minute trailer, like, if I've been browsing, okay, I'm in the mood for a VR game, I don't have any, is there any on the PlayStation Store I can get, oh, there's this one here, I'll check out a minute gameplay video, and it buffers, like, four times, because the, the because of how bad PSN is, um, do you think that might get improved, hopefully, if with some sort of this integration? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, there's always chance for things to improve, things to change. Um, you know, if the fans don't like it, if they don't really have a, you know, a use for it, if they track the metrics on it and see how much it actually gets used, I'm sure it'll change at some point. I mean, nothing stays the same. Just look back to the previous iterations of the UI over the generations, and they look nothing like each other. So, mm. Yep, yep. Uh, any other thoughts on the UI? They seem to very much be sort of not rushed but in we're going to show you this we're out we're out of time we'll see you next time sort of thing uh well i i get annoyed i mean i'm sure it's just like the brain throwing in words as a place filler but i got annoyed every time they said we don't have time now we're running out of time yeah we'll, this is we'll a pre later, sort of thing yeah, yeah this is a pre-scheduled thing you know exactly how much time you have you could make this as long or as short as as you want and that's, that's, you know, that's a minuscule thing, but, you know, I spent a lot of time, I, a lot of my time growing up with my grandmother who had a master's in English and a bachelor's in French. So language means things to me. And when they just mm. make yeah. stupid crap like that, it annoys me, but that's strictly on a personal level. Mm -hmm. What did you think of their inclusion of, um, I've got, I can't remember that destruction all stars. I think it was called. It looks like some weird cross between uh, um, Rocket League and uh, Fortnite. Uh, no, Twisted Metal. Mm, with with a, like a Fortnite aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, like the way like they're posing. Like a... The way they're posing for the screenshot and the character models. Yeah. Yeah. Some can... freshly graded Fortnite on the side. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting. They haven't shown too much of it. They sort of skipped the intro part for the game, and then they said, "Hey, we've not got time to play a full match. Let's just take a screenshot." Uh, do you think that game might be in a bit of trouble? Because like, they had, they just haven't really shown it off very much. Um, uh, I don't know if it's in trouble. I just don't know what he's what they're actually gonna do with it. Mm. 
Yeah, because they've showed I Demon mean, Souls, they've shown Godfall, they've shown Ratchet and Clank, they showed Spider Man. Uh, those are pretty much like the first party games I can think of. Because you've got other things like Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, whatever. Those are not under their control. Um, but we've ju- we've just seen plenty of the other games to where okay, you just haven't shown off particularly much of this game. Um, and and I think the the main reason it was probably included in this whole presentation, first of all, because it's a PlayStation first party game. Um, so it, it it would be different to showing off something like Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops Cold War, to where that's uh, not owned by them and it's an Activision thing. This is pretty much the only PS5 launch game, a multiplayer one, where they could have showed off those specific features, like joining the party and friends activities and, and those sort of things. So, yeah, interesting developments there. We'll see how that works out. Um, I, don't, I, I think that game's just going to kind of come and go. I don't think it's going to have too much of a player base necessarily so um i i think it might be like one of them things where okay if you didn't buy call of duty and you haven't got destiny or whatever else multiplayer wise is launching with uh playstation i think it will just be one of them things where okay you 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 and your friends have got new ps5s you want to play some games together and that's maybe the one that you choose just to kind of have a bit of fun with i mean you've got fortnite as well that's launching on it you've got fifa 21 that's coming out on it maybe you could kind of use that but it's uh it's the one that's more integrated into playstation so we'll see how that works out uh any other thoughts on the ui uh not really no like i said it it has on some levels it does clean it up a bit it does mm. make it look a lot faster um just hopefully it just has more functionality because you gotta admit the playstation ui right now on the four is not very great yeah especially the media section mm. like the tv is its own whole section of the console <laughs> whereas on and xbox, the store takes forever to load yeah whereas on xbox you can just pin netflix and just click on it like mm. it's a normal app because that's what it is so um yeah that's pretty much the ps5 ui like we said they sort of tried to okay this is what we got to show you we're gonna hide other things um or just not show them to you or tell you that we've not got time for them and that's it for today so uh cause i just wanted to see a bit more like going to some of the menus what does settings look like what does it look like when you um boot to a to a different game or i, I don't know something else so um and these consoles aren't too far away now they're less than less than a month away yes yeah, the 20th of october and they come out on the 20th on, on the 12th of november um 19th for europe and whatever so we're we're not too far away right now and uh we don't know what some of the menus look like so um, by the way, I did see the teardown video for the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing is very big. That PlayStation you. 5 is very big. It's the, I don't know the guy's name in the in the video. He's speaking Japanese and whatnot. Um, it's the size of his chest, um, and goes a bit above his neck. And yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit fat as well. So it almost reminds me of sort of as if it was modeled after the big PS3. Um, kind of thing so uh, i'm probably gonna have to put that on its own in its own place i guess um so it is a chonky boy that is for sure (laughs) chonky boy yeah so i don't know we'll see uh how that works out because i'd heard like oh it's big and i'd I'd seen some people take different photos of it but seeing him kind of have it on the on the table thing next to him just made it look even bigger so 
yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, moving on from that, still sticking with PlayStation, but not with the console itself necessarily. Uh, Konami's given a bit of an update, don't get too excited. Uh, the PC demo, which is technically no longer exists unless you've downloaded it, because you cannot go and download it now on your PlayStation 4, just like you haven't been able to do for five years or so six four five About years that, yeah something like that um the demo that you if you do have it installed currently on your ps4 you will not be able to play it on your playstation 5 so it will not be backwards compatible with uh, ps4 i don't think this is too much of a t- particular surprise i don't think any i th- don't think konami wants anything to do with that demo um if konami could take control of your console they'd probably try and delete it off of your ps4 um, because they removed it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of it's strange in a way, isn't it? Like, what's the actual benefit? I still don't to this day understand what's the actual benefit of removing that demo from the PlayStation Store. Spite. That is pure spite. Yeah, that's that's the only answer because it's free. It's short. People already know the game's cancelled. It got cancelled a couple of weeks after the demo came out. Maybe not not even that. It it was a very short span of time because, you know, people played the demo, got really excited, you know, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Norman Reedus, whoever else was involved in that game. Uh, Lots of good stuff going on there. Silent Hill is kind of back. And then they just cancelled the game and took the game off the PlayStation Store. So, yeah, that's probably the only reason they took it off. But regardless, if you do have it installed on your PlayStation 4, which I do not because I didn't have a PlayStation 4 at that time, uh, you won't be able to play it on your new console, uh, which is a bit of a shame, but um, that's just the way that is. So, um, any other thoughts on that, or do you think we should swiftly move past the sadness? Uh, let's of go ahead and move past. Cool. Um, moving on to other sort of sadness. This is this has kind of got me thinking. Before I read this out, I think Avengers is slowly becoming the new Fallout seventy six because I remember. Because it's getting to a point where there's bad news coming out for this game every week now. And we did get into a bit of a point for about a month, maybe six weeks. Where it's like, this this bad thing's happened to Fallout 76. Then this thing, then this thing. And now since the Fallout 76 got the Wastelanders update. And they've kind of, you know, pushed the game to a side to, to be quiet on it. Um, the Avengers has come out, gained a little bit of a player base, lost its player base. And now that game's got into a situation where like... Um, Every, almost every week there's a piece of bad news for the game last week we talked about was it the pc player base had dropped quite low and like shockingly low because the game's not even been out that long uh this week uh crystal dynamics and square enix um confirmed that the next gen version of the avengers game so the playable version on your xbox series srx and your ps5 version uh, is going to be getting delayed until um 2021 now, there's a couple of questions I have about this. First of all, wasn't this just supposed to be like a free patch update? Or was or was this is this something else that I'm missing or didn't pay attention to with this? Cuz I don't really understand I mean, I understand was... I mean, I understand probably background reasons as to why it's because this game isn't working out very well, but I, I don't really Yeah, I mean it. it was part of it was part of it was patch updates, part of it was new content. I think we mentioned uh um the two versions of Hawkeye, uh Clint Barton and Kate, Kate Bishop. Yeah, his, uh, the one. Kate Bishop um were uh you know delayed because of that. Um mm-hmm. but I mean they're they're not making great decisions, which is a shame because they've had uh 
you know, Fallout 76 to show what not to do at a minimum. I'm trying to find if there's a way to show concurrent users right now. I'm on the Steam page, but I don't see how to view that. Okay. But, uh, oh, there it is. Um, there's currently 1,250 people in-game, not even streaming, just in the game. So. Okay, yeah. Um, but just, just the, the part that I'm not understanding is, can you not essentially port this game with a bit of an update to new consoles? You can't do that? You, you, um, they're struggling to put that together? That I don't know. And this is one of those things to where me playing mostly on my either PC or my Xbox, I got to figure that on Xbox it will run um, on the PS, on the Series X and the Series S, it obviously won't have the full enhancements. It won't have like the up-res graphics. It won't have the up uh, speed on the frame rate, things like that. But it's probably going to be playable. Uh, PS5, I honestly couldn't say, because mm-hmm. um, it's not like you know when you buy a game on Steam and you do an upgrade on your PC, you still can play it on your PC from Steam. Right. Um, and that's the way that Xbox has been going with their consoles pretty much since the one came out. Yeah. Because um, we've got back compat to the 360. We've got back compat some games to the original Xbox. Um, the Series S and the Series X is just it's going to look nicer, but it's it's the same games. Um, uh, so there, you know, it'll be playable. I got to figure on some level it'll be playable on the PlayStation Five, but again, it won't have those quality of life improvements that you would want in playing a game on your new console. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, the part that I'm just not understanding is, okay, so it's, a, it's presumably supposed to have, you know, the better frame rates, 4K resolution on Series X and PS5, the free update if you've got the game already, whether it's digital or physical or whatever, um, and they can't seem to, I just don't understand what, what would, especially to next year, that's quite a big... I, I just don't really understand that. So, um, I, yeah, it's I, bad timing on their part, but I don't mm-hmm. think they could avoid it. Yeah. So for some reason that is what has happened. So if you're looking forward to playing Avengers on your new consoles, uh, you won't be able to do it this year, which is uh, unfortunate. So, um, and we'll see if we have any Avengers week uh, news for you next week because in terms of just weekly bad news, it's uh, starting to turn into Fallout 76 in that way not the same type of stories you know they haven't uh got mold in their helmets yet or anything like that or in the you know the broken bags or the customer service email leaks or whatever else happened with Fallout 76 they haven't quite got to that yet but um they can't seem to port games to next gen consoles at the moment um that's everything i've got what do you want to talk about this week well i did find the mario game we were talking about it's called uh um mario kart live home circuit it's a hundred bucks retail Uh, basically you get a little rc car of either mario or luigi and then you plot out a track on your floor and then there's a camera behind at the back end of the car and that feeds the video to your switch and then you just drive around an ar uh, track um and apparently you can network it apparently it's you know uh online capable so you can do different races and i'm sure it would just feed into that Hmm, cool. uh, but that's what that game is. Yeah, I re- I just really like the idea of it. So essentially what I'm understanding is you'd connect the cart to your Switch, you'd then start making the track, 
by what pushing this thing around your house to just you know different I, corridors, I different rooms. It comes with like little because uh, it, it's AR, so it's augmented augmented reality. So it has to have visual cues for it to pick up on to make the track. So I'm sure you'll have like a small like curves that you can set into like curves and swerves and straightaways mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a hundred bucks, so it's not like it's che- super cheap, and it's not like you know, it's a full game where you're doing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with all your friends if, when you eventually get connected on to uh, um, the, the, the Switch's online service. This is just strictly you and somebody else that's online, and your cars aren't even in the same room, so... Is it? I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Is it this game's out at the moment? Yes, it, it's not a stupid question, because, you know, you I never could, know I what I can't remember the release date, so... Yeah. Uh, it was in Japan in our on the 16th, um, and I think it just came out worldwide like either yesterday or today. Okay, I'm gonna have to check out. Somebody must have done a YouTube video for it or something. So uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody on Twitch is streaming it. Yeah, I'm very very curious about that. I think that's a really cool idea actually. Um, it's almost a way of just sort of video gaming, um, uh, like remote control cars in a way but then you can do it with like mario kart and that sort of thing i I think that idea is really cool so um not sure if i'll get get it yet necessarily depends how well it works i haven't heard too many people sort of complain about you know it doesn't work or that sort of thing so i'm guessing by what you said as well with the um network stuff as if like okay if you've got a friend that's got it and they make a track in their house you can race that Mm -hmm. track in their house or something yeah maybe or then different tracks around the world like if you because you're over in the in the states obviously i'm here in the uk if you made one i'd be able to race your track and stuff and if i don't know you know other, other people and that sort of thing so um yeah yeah the article unfortunately idea. doesn't go into full details but I, I like the concept of it especially when mm. you actually get a physical rc car to go with it yeah um, it's a nice little collectible as well so yeah neat, yeah. Bit, neat bit of kit to put on your shelf mm-hmm yep um, so yeah, I'm curious about that as well. I don't know if I'll have time tonight to have a have a look at a video because I've got some stuff to do, but uh, I'll certainly try and look at a video of that tomorrow. So, um, mm-hmm. cool. All right, what else you got to talk about today? Well, and probably the oddest news I've heard in a while. Uh, Microsoft has. Well, yeah, <laughs> but even even for 2020, this is kind of odd. Um, if you remember a while back, uh, Microsoft announced that it was closing their Microsoft stores. They initially created them to compete with Apple stores, but they never really got that big of a market share. They were never really in that big that they weren't in that many country uh, uh, cities or counties or states, so it never really caught on. And so they eventually closed them. Well, a couple days ago, they entered into a strategic partnership with GameStop, which is an American game retail store. Uh, doesn't have a great reputation. Uh, I mean, it's got a crap reputation, and honestly, I'm surprised it's lasted as long as it's had because it's been tanking for years. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting partnership. Uh, Microsoft basically is going to take over the stores on a back-end level. Um, from the uh, official press statement that I'm reading off the Microsoft site, under this agreement, GameStop will standardize its back-end and in-store solutions on Dynamic 365, Microsoft's portfolio of cloud-based business applications and customer data security programs, empowering associates with integrated experiences across its business. Uh, additionally, associates will be equipped with Microsoft Surface tablets that will transform the in-store experience and help unlock new retail features 
uh, new retail experiences in the futures. As part of his transformation, Microsoft, uh, GameStop plans to roll out Microsoft 365 and Microsoft Teams to its store. Uh, Teams is kind of a networking functionality. It's more on the office end. So like we're recording on Skype, but we could easily record on Teams or Discord or anything like that. It's just Microsoft's version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is that the GameStop as a corporation is going to be getting a percentage of console sales for the One X and the One S and um, digital sales online. Um, so that's really going to help out GameStop in terms of their revenue um, because obviously, you know, console sales are about the last thing that GameStop has, sells on a consistent basis. They've phased out a lot of their actual physical copies of games. I mean, hell, if you go into a GameStop in America now, it honestly looks like a hot topic for nerds, and I don't know if the hot topic is a thing in the UK. I've I've kind of heard of it before. It, it rings a bell. Yeah, it's it's basically like a rocker-ish style store for twelve-year-olds that want to be badass but don't really know how to be badass, so they tend to go into hot topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the the whole revenue sharing is the weird thing because, like we talked about last week, Microsoft has a crap ton of money. Yep, and they could have just easily bought GameStop yeah. for nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, not even that. I mean, the stock is. Sh- I think the stock was like four dollars a share before um, COVID hit. It, yeah. And for perspective, Sony's is about seventy to eighty, depending on when you're checking it, and Microsoft's is about two hundred plus. So, in terms of dollar valuation, they could have gotten it with literally pocket change. If it if it had a valuation more than five hundred million, I would have been shocked. Um, but instead of doing that, they decided to let them be their own thing. They're going to get them the revenue sharing. Um, now it did say digital sales, but I don't know if that's like all digital sales. Like if you go in and buy a gift card for whatever reason, or if you buy um, a digital card for a game to give to somebody else, if they'll get a revenue share of that. The article doesn't go into it. Some people said it is. Some people says it's not. Uh, there's no real clear on it back and forth either so mm-hmm. yeah i mean to me i think stores uh need to survive i do think that physical media still needs to be a part of our future um i think that that's actually quite important because not only i mean digital games are also more expensive than uh, physical versions of games like if you go and buy a, a game from uh, well game in the uk or from amazon they're going to be 45 to 50 pound depending i mean games usually a little bit more expensive but if you try and buy a standard edition version of a game on the playstation store at least for a new game uh it's probably going to be 55 pounds which although is only a little bit more expensive it's still more expensive at the end of the day um yeah i still think that physical media is something to be um quite reliable and uh yeah i'm glad that this is this has kind of happened and is is some way of helping out GameStop because you know especially with covid even before covid as well uh you know with people not being able to go to stores and uh, but both the combination of post covid uh or not post covid during covid people not being able to get to stores because of you know social distancing and whatnot and even before that with people buying more games online because you can just turn on your playstation and buy pretty much any game that you want have it download and you don't have to leave your sofa or couch or whatever you want to call them um and you can just 
you know simply have it as that um i just don't think we're near to this i don't think we're as near to this sort of turn gaming into netflix as people think i think that game pass is a very good first step towards that but i i also just don't like the idea of the future of that of um only being able to buy games either through downloading them and paying for them on the playstation store or streaming them i still think that physical media um needs to and should be um a future part of not, not just games but tv and film as well people love to buy box sets and watch their favorite shows or whatever or just you know have collections of different um series and then once the series ends and they can have the whole five seasons or ten seasons of something um i still think physical media is very important so um yeah just just glad that gamestop was able to uh, get some help here from microsoft uh in order to sort of help the situation with that so uh, any thoughts on that yeah i mean i'm a big fan of physical media as well but i that's just the way the technology is pushing everything um and that's the biggest issue that i've always had i was i fought getting steam for the longest time but you can't get a physical copy of a game of a computer game anymore in fact a lot of the times when you do that it's just a code for steam or for whatever store it's on yeah but that's the way everything is going to it um and that's the big thing that worries me because all it takes is one little thing to happen and then they decide oh this license is no longer good and that's all you're buying anymore when you buy a digital game is you're buying the license and they can just pop that thing on yeah yeah that's the way it is um what was i gonna say i was saying something to you the other day about about this i forgot what i was gonna say so i guess i can't say it um but yeah, any other thoughts on this particularly? It's uh, I just think physical media needs to sort of stick around. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, Boomerang Games did add uh, PS5 and Series X uh, games to the service. Now, the one interesting thing that I thought was going to change. Now, they could announce that this is going to be a thing at some point. Because next-gen versions of games are going to go from $60 to 70 Not every single one of them, but some, some of them. I did wonder if Boomerang was going to start asking for more money, which would kind of make sense because they have to buy these games to keep them, and then they lend them to you, and then you give them back when you're when you're done with them. So mm. it is technically more expensive for Boomerang to actually run that particular service because they will at some point be buying more expensive games, therefore spending more more money. So at some point, I did think that they would say, you know, these particular tiers maybe not every single tier that they have, but maybe some of them would become more expensive. Uh, they put an update out on social media the other day and just said, you know, next gen versions of games, you can start putting them on your list so that you can get uh, queued up queued up for them. Um, but they didn't announce any sort of price um, increase. Uh, well, we got some interesting news from the uh, official Xbox podcast with uh, Major Nelson. I don't know if you watched that or not, but he had guest uh, Tim Schafer on there. Obviously, um, very influential gamer, a very you know game developer from long back then. And uh, they were talking about a couple things. The first off is this is obviously a few days old, but um, Brutal Legends became available on Game Pass. And then they also made the announcement that some classic uh, LucasArts games will be coming to Game Pass as well. Uh, the three games being Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle, and Full Throttle. Um, Grim Fandango takes a bit um, of a theme from uh, Dea de los Muertos, The Day of the Dead, um, remixing that uh, with uh, the movie Casablanca. 
uh, Grim uh, Day of the Tentacle is a sequel to Maniac Mansion, which features time travel and has puzzles uh, that can only be solved by manipulating three separate time periods. And Full Throttle is just kind of a spoof on the biker movies of the era and some of the puzzles you solve by just kicking them. Um, so they had a really long and interesting talk, and you should check it out. Um, they put it on the Xbox YouTube channel, so it's a full video interview. Um, I'm curious, have you played any of these games? No, those aren't games I've really visited particularly, I don't think. Um, I do remember that they announced a little while ago that... Uh, I can't remember if they said it as an immediate effect where it's going to be some point later, but the EA Access is going to be... Is it free with Game Pass? I remember part of EA. I don't think it's full EA access. It's EA something. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so, going to be part of it. I think uh, November tenth. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's quite a good uh, bit of value there. Again, like I've been saying, Game Pass is doing some really great stuff, making some really good moves. Um, you know, once these twenty-three studios start pumping out games, and they can go on there, and then the games are already available on there. Uh, and then you've got Ubisoft's games, and now some EA Access games. It's uh, just improving the value more of um, yep. Game Pass, so we'll see. And like I said, uh, Brutal Legend is on Game Pass now, and I know the hardcore fans of it uh, reunite once a year to do online matches. They call it the Day of Rock. I think it's October 13th. I know that just hit. I think actually, yeah, because that was October 13th, because that's the day it went on Game Pass. So if, if it has online achievements that you want to get, that would be the day to do it. Uh, the other three games hit Game Pass on October 29th. Out of those three, I would play Grim Fandango first because that's right with Halloween, which, while not the specific Day of the Dead, um, it does fit into that uh, genre very well. And Day of the Dead, also, uh, Grim Fandango also had a lot of first. It was like there was one of the early examples of voice acting in video games. And it might actually technically be the first game. I don't know. That's one of those you'd have to really check the dates on. But it was definitely within like the first year of them actually being able to do voiceovers, like actual recorded audio voices in games. Hmm. Cool. Up until then, it was just simulated sounds that made it sound like the language. Cool. Nice. Uh, so we'll see how EA and Microsoft's relationship continues, I suppose, at some point. Um, all right. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, this is kind of an odd one in the sense that I didn't think of doing this with technology, but I'm kind of glad they did. Uh, for the people that are worried about PlayStation 5's fans, uh, Sony says that it plans to optimize the PlayStation 5 fan with game data collected from the hardware's accelerated processing unit. Uh, that will allow the company to tweak how intensely the fan activates, how, the, how intensely the fan activity will be based on how particular games push the hardware. So basically, it can speed up or slow down the fan depending on how much you're actually pushing the console. And that's going to do it on, on a game-by-game -game basis versus just like some general uh, um, you know, temperature check that I'm sure is intern right. internally into it. Yeah. Kind of makes sense in a way. I mean, if you played like Little Nightmares 2 and then you played like God of War Ragnarok, God of War is going to require a lot more from your PS5 as opposed to a smaller title like Little Nightmares 2 or if you played I don't know how, how much power does someone like Fortnite really require to uh, be played I'm just I'm trying to think of like smaller games and then like 
you know, really demanding games. So, uh, kind of makes sense. I think that's kind of an interesting little feature. Um, I have heard quite notably, I think it's on um, the PS4 Pro that you can sometimes choose between... Um, I think it's the the diff- different levels of frame rates and uh, and graphics and stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so uh, yeah, that kind of that kind of makes sense as well. Because um, if your uh, PS5 isn't being required to use as much power, you know, fr- from the fan and everything for different games, maybe that power could go elsewhere into the system or to to do something else. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of good. Um, it's not something I'm particularly concerned about necessarily i'm more concerned about the size of the actual console itself and still where i'm going to put it but um i'll deal with yeah, that, hiring an engineer to redesign the structural integrity of your house just so it can stay on the floor and not mm. call you know cave in and <laughs> fall through yeah yeah but uh yeah still an interesting little idea what do you think of uh of that i like the concept of testing it uh, and being able to adjust the fan on the floor i almost just made that god i almost just made that fun um adjusting the fan <laughs> as needed so um really it's it's one of those things that i want to see you know the day after it's been implemented for a while to see if it's actually doing that or if it's just like a pipe dream hmm. yeah yeah so uh interesting features for uh the next gen we'll see what else comes up so uh cool what else do you want to talk about today uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is unfortunately a serious topic, but it is something that I feel like as many people talking about it as possible needs to be done. Now, uh, earlier, um, I don't know exactly when this came out, um, but the uh, PlayStation 4 System Update 8.0 came out. Uh, you know, it was your normal system update, you know, bug fixes, uh, you know, quality of life improvements. But the big super deal thing, at least for me, is what came out of the update for the party chat. Now, have you used party chat um, after used update 8.0? I've used, oh, not, not after the update, no. I've used it once or twice um, just for different Call of Duty matches, which don't actually need to because Call of Duty's got an in-game chat anyway. Um, mm. So, but yeah, I've I've joined about I think three different voice chat parties. None of them have actually lasted that long, but because uh, okay. we all sort of realize well, like, is, oh, we uh... can just we can just talk in the game and hear the other team. So, but anyway, yeah, this is specifically for the PS4 party chat system. Um, when after 8.0, when you first launch it up, you'll be given a message saying that um, the uh, Voice chat can be recorded and monitored, and by joining the voice chat, you agree to the terms of being recorded and monitored. There's also no opting out of it. So if you want to use the PlayStation 4 Party Chat on any reason, you have to be, um, you have to allow yourself to be recorded and to be monitored. Now on Sony's end, they say they're doing this for reporting like abusive, you know, behavior, harassment, right, things right. like that. Um, so apparently now from point eight, 8.0 and on and on the PS5, it'll like lag record like the last five minutes of audio. And then if you want to report it, then you can uh, tag it um, and then send it off for reports. Uh, but the big thing and the big issue is the terms of service agreement. And this is specifically for users in Hong Kong. So some people, you know, people love to dig through the end user license agreement. And this is what really annoys me. 
And this, like I said, this is from the Hong Kong version 16.00, published October 2020, under Section 3, Community Code of Conduct for Users with China Mainland as Country and or Area of Residence. So according to the Terms of Service Agreement for PlayStation Party Chat, quote, you may not use your account or use PSN in any way to create, reproduce, publish, or disseminate any information which, one, opposes the basic principles in the Constitution of the People's Republic of China, two, endangers the security of the PRC, divulges PRC state secrets, or jeopardizes the sovereignty and unification of the PRC. Three, damages the honor and interests of the PRC. Four, violates PRC policies on religion or propagates heresies or superstition. Five, disseminates rumors, disrupts social order, or undermines social stability. Six, disseminates obscenity, pornography, gambling, violence, or instigates others to commit crimes. And seven, is prohibited by PRC law, administrative regulations, and other provisions. Um, and that's frankly what worries me because we've already seen massive amounts of censorship in the last couple of years. And that that's a rabbit hole of politics that I really don't want to get into. And if you're politically savvy and paying attention, you already know all of this. But that is some Orwellian 1984 bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to know the rules of China and Hong Kong. So even if I attempted to comment on that i'd probably get that wrong um Mm -hmm. and well i'm not really involved in those countries so i'm not gonna i don't know i'm just not gonna you know be connected to that or whatever um in terms of the actual core idea of the whole reporting stuff i'm surprised now i've not heard anyone actually say this which is one bit sort of confused in in 2020 where people are twitch streaming and doing podcasts and recording let's play videos and doing stuff on youtube and tiktok and facebook twitter you know etc etc um there's 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 a lot of people around the world around the world that are recording themselves and other people or videoing themselves and other people um i'm surprised that this is actually a new thing um on some level it's not there's been censorship for the longest not, time not, not the censorship sorry the the idea of like reporting like recording your party chat and and, and sending it to playstation I'm, I'm just surprised that's a a new thing um yeah i mean in, in it, it might just be the implementation of it right. but that's the... not really a new thing in china they do have what's called a social credit score to where there's mass surveillance and if they if the government deems you socially unacceptable they restrict your travel they restrict your ability to you know work gain employment uh purchase things things like that um and it's just one of those things that you know is is this the the first step or is this the next step and we didn't see the first step and where in the future are they going to go what gets deemed as offensive you know that it's just there's a i mean i'm a very much a free speech advocate as long as you're not you know, inciting a riot, inciting a crime, or planning a crime. Say whatever you want. I don't care. But the downside to that is, is that you have to defend people that say things that you find morally, rep- morally reprehensible because as soon as they start censoring their speech, you're giving somebody permission to censor your speech. Mm. And that's really what this is about. I mean, you t- when you think about it, you're this is basically giving them permission 
to report somebody to the government for a crime of talking bad about the government. That's kind of scary in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, whenever I do, you know, any online stuff like I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm recording a podcast that's going to go on the internet or if I'm playing Call of Duty, which is my online interaction, or if I'm tweeting stuff or putting stuff on Facebook or any sort of online social media stuff, um, you know, th- things like swearing is, is, is fine or whatever, but if you are, you know, being homophobic or racist or you know, any of those sort of basic wrong things uh sure if someone records a, a few minutes of your party chat when you've been a racist homophobic or, or whatever any in any of the number of those different things if if that person sends out the playstation and you get banned and you get punished then i think that that's fair uh again i'm just surprised that that's with, with this new update that that's being treated as kind of a a new thing um so I, I don't know we'll it, it's it's just funny as well where this update came out and people kind of read it wrong and they were like oh playstation's listening in on your party chats and like oh i'm gonna ca- i'm gonna cancel my ps5 pre-order and people were just kind of going a bit overboard um i don't know like it, you just got to be careful with what you say on the internet or in social online places so yeah but see the thing is is that's the world we live in today to where regardless of what you actually say, there's way too many people that have the opinion of, if you don't agree with everything I say, then you are those awful things. They're trying to cancel Chris Pratt right now because a bunch of the Avengers cast went to a Joe Biden rally and he didn't want to go. And so now they're calling him a white supremacist. Has he said anything about being a white supremacist? No. Has he done anything? No. But that's what they're calling him because maybe he just wanted to be apolitical or he just didn't want to go to a boring ass rally. Mm-hmm. But were the, you know, now people are trying to cancel them. Uh, the Babylon Bee, which is a parody um, satire site, wrote a fake article um, that regurgitated a Monty Python joke about demanding somebody be weighed against a duck to prove they weren't a witch. And Facebook demonetized and banned that article, claiming it was promoting hate speech and violence towards somebody. Hmm. It's a fucking Monty Python joke that's 40 years old. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's the world we live in. You offend me, you're canceled now. I don't like what you say. I'm going to call you a racist so you can't fight back because then you're just being a racist for not agreeing with me. And we've we've long since gone past any kind of critical thought or logical thought. Now it's just all hate rage, and just the things that come out of that are never ever good. Mm-hmm. I've been trying not to say this because it it just I don't know. Again, you have to be careful what you say in this day and age. But in this day and age, you can be racist without actually being racist. At at this at this point in twenty twenty, there is you know conversations that i've seen people have online to where um it, it it just seems like that's 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 a thing that can that can kind of happen um i don't know it's yeah it's it's difficult at the moment you know the world the way the world's changed with uh politics and certain stuff um and it, it's interesting to hear your side of things as well because it, it just seems politics with with america as opposed to the uk uh both of which are, are a mess um, oh, are, absolute uh, clusterfuck. Are, are quite uh, still quite different in certain areas. So, um, 
yeah, interesting. Anyway, do you want to move on from from this? That's the last one I had. Like I said, I hated ending on a serious note, but like I said, because I do take free speech so seriously, that kind of like government reporting for being critical of the government is what I mm-hmm. take the most issue with. Yeah. I just want to clear up, by the way, um, what was I trying to say? Somebody could accuse you of being racist when you haven't been racist. I, I was trying to say that in the in the correct sort yeah. of way, but I, th- I think you know what I meant anyway. So Yeah. Um, which is, again, unfair. You know, if you haven't offended somebody for the, the colour of their skin, that's not actually racist. Because um, to me, what I was taught at school, the idea of racism is if you are offensive to someone specifically because of the colour of their skin, whether it's white or black or whatever, um, that is the actual definition of uh, racism. So, agreed. Uh, but um, yeah, that's the world that we live in at the moment. But let's move on from that. Go into some feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and ideas. If you have those about anything related to video games or anything related to entertainment talk, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Brian says uh, I probably should have mentioned this when we we're doing the Avengers thing. I guess I got distracted. Uh, hey lads, with the Avengers game getting worse, uh, the player base dropping, and now the next gen version delayed. What's the future for this game? Uh, interesting question. You know, we talked about the present state of this game. They can't seem to get the next gen version out. The game's not very good. It launched with like, too many bugs, um, and you know, the player base is dropping. So, what's the future for this game? How long do we maybe see it lasting? etc uh any initial thoughts how long do you think it'll maybe last that sort of thing it'll last as long as the developers are willing to support it like we talked about last week um you know amazon's publishing games they pulled it and refunded in-game purchases and they're pulling they pulled the other one that they did uh Fallout 76, even though it launched in a god-awful state, mm-hmm. they still kept with it. They still kept plugging out contents, and it's two years later. Gosh, has it really been two years later? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about two years later, and you can still play the game. It's actually, I think it's free this weekend on Xbox if you haven't purchased it and you want to try it. Mm. Um, and if you're a Game Pass member, I'm sure it'll be free on Game Pass at some point. Um, but yeah, as long as already. the... Yeah. As long as the developer keeps the servers up and keeps playing it, playing with it and doing updates, then it'll be there. Whether or not anybody will be still be playing it, who knows? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the player base is dropping already. The game's barely been out for just over a, a month. month. I can't remember the specific release date, but about a month or so. Um, it's a pretty uh, early de- decline. We, we, we should say that. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, it depends, because they've got dozens and dozens of Marvel characters they could add to the game. I think when they start to slow down with that, which, again, they kind of already had, because they've delayed the two new characters that are supposed to be coming out, um, then that will start to uh, tell some signs. Um, everyone always says, you know, wait six months, this game will be good. I don't ever think that's a that's a good enough excuse. Um, yeah. Because if you have to wait six months for a game to be good, it should come out six months later than its release date. So, because uh, there's no good, there's no good releasing a game, having it be bad for whatever particular reason, and then someone saying, "Oh, in this, in six months, they'll either add more stuff or fix the game." No, it should just not launch in that state that it's launched in. So, let me yeah. ask you this, because I I only know what I can you know pull up on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for the game itself, for the most part, the at least from what I can gather, the story missions kind of focus around Camilla Khan. Is that right? Or heavily, I... heavily. See, and see, that's the thing. That's what I thought, and that does. That's what makes no sense because that Marvel character is so new, and I mean, like, yeah. like new, new. Like her first appearance was new in 2013. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can I can understand that as a concept of like if you wanted like a fresh face you know, fangirling over the Avengers, but then that also doesn't make sense that, you know, we've spent the last 10 years, you know, knowing the Marvel cast through the movies, and then we're doing this real hard shift to this barely known character. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you with that as well. So, uh, again, like everyone says, give it six months. (laughs) Yeah. Because apparently that's an excuse now. Uh, Lastly, Kathy says, I was... uh, just a simple little question. I was wondering why we don't see tie-in movie games anymore. Because um, yeah, they suck. That's one reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just we haven't really seen many of them. I think in the MCU's early days, I had a couple of them. There was the Captain America game. There was an Iron Man game. Uh, I don't recall an actual Avengers game getting made. I don't think it got that far. Um, but, you know, all, all the other... Avengers films that we've, all the other MCU films that we've had, they've not had any tie-in games. Uh, none of the DCEU has. Um, I can't remember the last one that I played. It was it might have been like Amazing Spider-Man Two or something. But yeah, they just stopped being so great, and it was just. I think one of the other issues with tie-in games as well is okay if you've gone and seen the film, you're playing through the same plot as well and it's it's not even as as if like you know when some some things are adapted from like comic books like the boys or walking dead or the flash or something like that and changes get made here and there like different characters die in different situations or the characters are slightly different it's not even that you're playing the you're, you're playing the film basically uh it'll be the same story the same boss fights uh almost the same voice actors at certain points because uh, I think Tobey Maguire did voice Spider-Man in the uh, tie-in games and that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're just, there's just no, there's not even any real need for them anymore either. Because we've had superhero games since then. I'm not, I'm not even just talking about superhero games, but that's the most notable sort of yeah. uh, franchise. Plus, you got to remember the uh, the movies. Once they hit post-production, they're pretty much done. But a game depending on the bugs, can lag out for years. Mm. And then when you have that hard out of a game to tie into the movie, it's generally garbage. And that's not a new thing. I mean, hell, I rem- I played E.T. on the Atari 2600. <laughs> and that game was... Ch- I think the last... Not even like a direct movie tie-in game, but like the last good superhero game might have been Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Just because it lets you rage out and blow everything up. Yeah, it's like dumb, dumb fun. Dumb, yeah, sort just of mindless fun. Yeah, dumb crackdown one kind of mindless mm-hmm. destruction fun. Sometimes yeah. you just need that catharsis. Mm. Oh, speaking of, well, not necessarily tying games. Have you seen any of that Fast and Furious crossroads thing? Uh there was like a Fast and Furious like free game like five years ago mm-hmm. that I played just for some. No, cheap I'm, I'm talking about the new one for 2020. No, I I I think I I know I've seen like stills of it on like thumbnails for videos but i've never really looked into it mm. i watched um i think his name's uh young yi on on youtube he's quite a popular youtuber i've watched some of his videos now and again um he played some of it and uh yeah it, it looked particularly bad so um like there was problems with the voice acting which come from michelle Rodriguez and uh 
Vin Diesel. There's like bad graphics. The game crashed on him once. Um, yeah, again, that's just a kind of a, a cash grab on the Fast and Furious franchise. So, um, but that that's a it's, that's even a bit of a different example of a game where um, it is it's got the name of the franchise attached to it. I don't think I don't think that's attached to any of the films. I don't really know because I haven't seen the last two or three. Um, but that's just a different example of a of a bad game that's kind of tied into a particular franchise. Um, but going back to Kathy's question, the reason I don't, I, yeah, they're not very good. There's no real need for them. I don't think they're very financially successful, at least in their sort of later days, and um, you just don't see them anymore. So, uh, and that's it for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you very much for. Listening, you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, still lots of things going on. Uh, to Walking Dead podcasts, May United podcasts, um, TV stuff, gaming stuff, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 review soon uh, when I feel ready to, to, to sort of do that. Don't know if it'll be this week or next week. I try not to leave it too long, but uh, all in good time, so to speak. I only finished it like two days ago, so just uh, give me a little bit of time on that. Uh, I do still want to do that Last of Us podcast to sort of... Um, next one that I planned but I just haven't sort of planned all of it yet so uh, look out for that content all in good time as well but thank you all very much for listening entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find everything TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts um, in the meantime if you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk that would be great uh, you can do that by heading over to Patreon our Patreon page sorry uh, and either checking out the $1 or the $3 level tiers uh, for instant ad free podcast um, options and review options as well. Amazon affiliate link if you're shopping on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds you can search for Entertainment Talk on there. Either su- either subscribe to the individual feeds or the main Entertainment Talk feed, and uh, get your episodes on there. You can also search for Geek Town on iTunes and podcast services. Uh, that's for up to date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, from David, of course, over on Geek Town. You can either head over to GeekTown.co.uk. Uh, geektown.co.uk or you can search for Geektown on iTunes and podcast services Uh, Geektown Radio is available on Tuesdays this week's episode has been released I saw David release it earlier so you can have a listen to that Uh, Bex is streaming at the moment daily on Twitch you can check her out Um, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and follow her, subscribe to her Um, what did you think of my um, very very short Crash Bandicoot stream by the way Uh, yours kept pausing and reload i had to reload like four times and it kept dropping out and the camera kept dropping out mm. and the feed kept dropping out so i don't know if that was like a, a connection end on your end or something else going on or what hmm. i do know that when um i think i explained it at the end of the stream before it broke off um on playstation when you're streaming through twitch and you go to check the comments it gives you this sort of like blue pause screen um because i'm accessing a menu on the playstation and i'm not on the game so when you sent the the first and the second comment in and i went to those menus twice it was probably doing that i think um because otherwise it should have just shown the the normal game so uh, i'm going to try that a little bit more there is a lot to collect in uh, crash bandicoot 4 so we'll see how all that goes in the future as well uh but you can check that out my twitch channel as well if you want to follow that and subscribe to that um links in the show notes as well uh you can do that uh in the meantime word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website the itunes feeds um you can either do that through word of mouth or through social media 
Facebook and Twitter and different Facebook groups if you can. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.